Welcome to Sales Paradise. On today's episode, we are going to be talking to Joey Connect. Yes, that is his real last name. It's spelled differently than it sounds, but what an amazing name for anything to do with sales. He is the CEO of a company called Proteus. They focus on the buyer experience. And so what the title of today's episode is actually going to be is how to build a relationship from a distance. So make sure to stay tuned. Welcome back. Today we have Joey Connect. Welcome to the show, Joey. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, great to see you. Um, I know that we, we had talked a little bit before and I um, know that you came to, to Nashville quite a bit. Um, have you bought a pair of cowboy boots? <laughs> I actually, well, to, to be tr- transparent, uh, being out of Omaha, I, I have multiple cowboy boots. Yep. And even though I'm a New Yorker that transplanted to Omaha, I, I still do. Wear, I love my cowboy boots. Summertime, it's a little warm. Got shorts on today. Uh, but once it cools down, I'm, I'm pretty much in cowboy boots every day. So I'm, I'm with you on that front. I'm yeah. totally in. <laughs> well, yes. Um, well, you know, we were um, talking about just, uh, like as of right now, we're we're um, doing the interview. We've had quite a few months of basically um, around the globe. Everything's just turned upside down, but yeah. especially you know for businesses and then sales reps, um, the B two B reps, especially the ones that were out doing face to face. Everything has changed. They're having to pivot. Um, how do you see? I know that you're working with a lot of companies. How do you see that things have yeah. changed and? Yeah, Chandler, it, it's 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 amazing. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, so we work with a lot of groups that are in selling, obviously. I, our primary clients are vice presidents of sales and CISOs. So I've had the, the fortunate opportunity to have hundreds and hundreds of conversations over the last six months as as this environment has has dramatically changed due to COVID and and really just regulatory policies in states and and quite frankly a lot of those aren't going to go away and so we were kind of talking to them and just kind of thematically trying to understand the the changes or and and really most importantly the opportunities for these orgs I mean no doubt some are getting hit hard in a no handshake world not being able to go into facilities not going in to be able to do what was normal sales activities and and, and, and conferences and lead gens and all this kinds of stuff. It, it really was this opportunity to start to think about pivoting, right? And, and, and there's always the two ways you can kind of look at this. And I'd say, quite frankly, which I was inspired about, I would say a good 75% of my conversations, even though they were struggling, they were positive about redoing or rethinking how they're doing things to take it to the next level. Because I think it, after about month three, you know, people started to kind of realize this is probably a new norm. And yeah. this new norm is 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 not going to go away. This isn't a flash in the pan. You know, I remember when COVID first started, some guys were saying and gals were saying, you know, within three weeks, this should be <laughs> back to fine. And you'll be, you know, you can go visit your hospital. You can go visit this. You can start selling again. You'll be on jets every other week like you used to be. That, that is not going to happen. And in some of these industries, I know your background in healthcare, and we've been involved in healthcare tech sales and other things. Um, they're going to lock stuff down forever. I, I mean, and many other industries are, are locking it down and travel is going to be locked down. So, but one of the interesting things we found about, there was kind of a couple of different thematic strategies that a lot of these sales reps and, and sales leaders were, were talking about as they 
they're wanting to shift. And a lot of it had to do was how do we do real digital relationships? You know, some of them knew how to do Zoom. Some were doing kind of prototypical meeting software, um, but they were really struggling with, you know, how do we actually meet new clients and maintain and develop relationships with new prospects? And then, of course, this was equally as important to these organizations for their current accounts, like their current clients, which for many of us in sales, right, are like, those are our, those are our Glen Garys. We've already spent a lot of money, already got them, and, and we want to maintain them. And so a lot of it came down to capital preservation and how do we make sure we maintain our relationships with our current clients now, because quite frankly, let's let's cut the BS here. If you're gonna generate new revenue in 2020, more than likely it's gonna be with somebody who actually knows your organization already, right? It's gonna be very hard for a lot of your listeners and in, in any industries to really get net new revenue from brand new logos that, that, that didn't know them as of today. Very few are being able to achieve that here. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's crazy as far as just how um, even everyone is just kind of buckled down, like you said, as far as to get new, um, new solicitations. Um, yeah. People see that as too big of a chance, you know, I mean, because there's so much uncertainty. And, um, yep. but then like you also mentioned, the game is more of, um, you know, just trying to keep your clients, service them yep. and keep the relationship. And so like you're even talking about just taking the relationship to the next level. Yep. And it seems like almost that if someone's really prepared, they can use all this to their advantage. Well said. You know, one of the things that, you know how it is when you're in hyper growth, you're kind of out hunting, out hunting, onto the next one, onto the next one. Some part of this, this, this thing, COVID or the reset or the new norm, it kind of led a lot of sales leaders and sales reps to kind of rethink. I'm sure you saw when it first started, I actually was on some other podcast and did a webinar on right away when things really slowed down, like really slowed down, like no one was answering <laughs> a phone or anything, right? Like everybody kind of had a real family reset. You're at home with your loved ones, right? You're, you're rethinking things. And uh, multiple CEOs and, and CISOs I talked to, they're like, you know, I'm really talking uh, kind of meaningful conversations with our clients. I'm not just like, hey, Frank, how you doing? You know, it was like, like long conversations and, and deliberate. And they're like, I really like this relationship. And I, and I wish we could be like this always, right? And that's scary to say that, right? How, how could one think like that? And, and it's ironic. I mean, our we have a platform for obviously B2B sales, but but that was really always the premise is that in B2B sales, definitely non-commodity. If you're selling something that is complex and, and, and dynamic and, and it's going to have multiple people on the selling side and you're definitely going to have many decision makers and, and buyers on. So how do you develop meaningful relationships and, and communicate with them and maintain those communications, especially now when you know that you're not going to probably ever meet them, maybe ever in two years, maybe in three years, right? And so that's been a big shift for groups is rethinking their relationship strategy on obviously their current clients, because that's the most important, and, and, and looking at their account plans and saying, how do we activate these account plans? What do we do to get in front of these clients when we're not going to be able to get a board meeting with them? We're not going to be able to get there to that. And then looking at how does that affect new business development? I'll, I'll tell you, Chandler, one of the things in, in a lot of the conversation I'm having, at least with CISOs and others, and for your listeners, maybe they're thinking about this or can apply it. But a lot of the CISOs, they're thinking about, okay, first thing, maintain capital preservation with our current clients. Let's make sure 
our current clients are good, healthy. We have multiple relationships within that company because there are some furloughing going on. And if you're looking at your book of accounts right now as a sales leader and you only know one person in that account, it's now time to figure out your activation strategy to get account-based and, and to know more people, protect the house, protect the revenue there. So a lot of the sales teams are redirecting their energies to current account, right? Because you can get them on the phone a lot easier than new business. So that's tip one activate that, get going on that front, right? Tip two, then they're all saying, oh, it's okay. Now, if we feel pretty good about that, how do we start to leverage maybe referrals or relationships from our current clients and activate new business sales? But it's a different kind of new business sales. It's, it's much more just high level relationship development, empathy based, really getting to know them just on a very high level, knowing that more than likely, there's not going to be a transactional opportunity here for you in 2020 but this is gonna be the shift for you in 2021 and 2022. I can tell you confidentially, I was talking to another CISO, billion dollar group, very, very successful. They had to adjust their numbers and their CISOs, that's exactly, he's like, Joe, here's my military plan to do this. Protect the house and then we're gonna go build a ton of relationships, start to develop those. And he's like, I know it's hard for a lot of people to understand, but I'm working on 2022 right now. And I oh, said, wow. man, yeah. I said, I said, that is awesome thinking. First of all, I love the spirit of it because none of this is fun. Nobody wants what's happening to be happening, but ultimately it's, you got to put the fight on and, and how can we get there? And I just really was inspired. I was inspired by him. I, I'm an, I'm an energetic guy. And I was like, <laughs> I, I just love that kind of talk because it, it, it helps you reset your, your mind, right? You got to re rethink. Like I think we, when we talked in previous conversations, it's about pivoting your mind, right? It's either negative or positive. And I'm not saying there aren't bad things happening. Everybody knows that I'm talking about how you approach the day. If you approach the day, like I have an opportunity to do this. I have an opportunity to continue to grow our company or maintain our employee count today and make our clients more successful. That, that's what it's all about. in in today's sales, it, it's not about slinging brochures and trying to hit a quota necessarily. It's about being empathetic, understanding the challenging circumstances more than likely a lot of your clients are having and build that trust and relationship. And we all know that's what sales is, is really strong relationships. And that's going to be beneficial to you and your organization for the next five years. And you mentioned too, like that's a really good um, point as far as being empathetic, because when you're calling on these people, even if you get them on yep. the phone, you don't know what's going on at their company as far as like whether they're, whether they're worried that they're going to get furloughed, whether yep. their best friend or what just, yep. I mean, you just their don't know one, what they're having to juggle. One. Yeah. Their loved one, they got kids crying in the back and you know, people are apologizing. You're like, <laughs> shouldn't be apologizing. That's what it's all about. Right. And yeah, like you said, it's not only them, it's, it's their loved ones, husbands or wives. Then do they have elder parents and how are they thinking about that? I mean, it's very few and far between when there's a commonality across everybody all at the same time, right? Like every once in a while you hear a coworker, oh, friend's dad got cancer or mom got cancer in a car accident, right? They're, they're kind of more transactional type of empathetic experiences. Yeah. But when all of a sudden everybody on the same day all knows the same thing and every day is hearing the same thing and it's affecting all layers of everybody's family on all levels everywhere, it, it's amazing how I think that was the reset button for a lot of folks is it really wasn't about selling. It, it was it was about just I, 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 it's almost sharing energy and building each other up and understanding that 
there's a much bigger thing in this world than than slonging software or selling hitting your quota, you know, things like that. It was just care about somebody and it's amazing. They'll care for you back. And what happens from there, who knows? And I, I talked to tons of folks that I'll never sell them probably any of our software or anything <laughs> like that, but that's great. I, that's okay. I feel like we had a positive impact. We're sharing good ideas and, and hopefully that are able to apply them for their business. And again, ultimately make businesses strong because the economy here in America, we need it, right? We need a strong economy. We need a business is doing well. So if anything makes you feel good about it, contribute so that hopefully the economy keeps growing. Yeah. And hopefully too, you know, whenever, uh, whether or not this really passes completely or whether it becomes the new, you know, everything's the new normal yep. still eventually, whether it's because of everyone adjusting or passing, yep. it's like we kind of went through it together. Yep. And so yeah. um, we're all stronger. Now, I'll tell you, um, you know, if something like this had to happen, mm -hmm. we're fortunate that it's happening now regarding technology. I mean, yep. you know, to be able to, you know, do like video chats with people and, yep. It's just unbelievable, uh, like even for, for schools, you know, just yep. for them to be able to, my kids right now are yep. doing the video schools. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's that it can never be done. And all of a sudden it got done, everybody in America all at one time. I mean, it's, oh. it's absolutely uh, amazing, right? How, how much that came across. And the same thing is happening in, in business, you know. We talk about it. So it, the last six months is, or to a year has really been like a dog year. It basically collapsed technology by six years for so many industries, including B2B sales, the, the one that we operate in. I mean, we have a very successful product called Engage, which obviously navigates B2B transactions and brings buyers and sellers together in, in an ecosystem. But, you know, obviously some of that was still bleeding edge technology and concepts when most people didn't even know what Zoom is. And now everybody, my grandma <laughs> can buy Zoom stock and she's like, I fully know what Zoom is, right? Like, and it's, you know, mind blowing to folks now, right? Um, but virtual meetings and so virtualizing sales and developing relationships online, we, we basically went from zero to a thousand miles an hour in the span of a month because so many people started to realize this, this isn't just a short term thing, two weeks. How are we going to really build relationships online and manage those relationships with our current customers or new business customers? purely digital, purely virtual, sharing information, meeting resources, all this kinds of stuff, not just the meeting itself. What about the 90,000 things that happen in between meetings to build relationship and communicate and share information? So it's, for us, been timely awesome, uh, but it's also been great to see so many industries and verticals that that we thought might be really laggards and no way going to adopt technology like my grandma or somebody like that, right? Like, you know, somebody that you're like, no way they're going to do it. All of a sudden coming to the front of the line and being like, we're going to go hardcore and, and really buy into this because people are seeing the adoption of it the, and that it's not too bad, right? Like it, it actually is, is, is really good. You know, it's, it's funny. One of the most, everybody talks about travel changing, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't fly to go see clients and, you know, you're in Nashville and I'm in Omaha. So us flying back and forth to each other, th those were kind of bigger trips and you might still do those trips where I really think Chandler, the opportunity is, is a lot of those medium short range trips where you're gone for an hour and a half, just back and forth in meetings, doing all that during the, the transaction number of those is exponential. That's way more of your time and think how much more you can do now and communicate with people. And so the, the use of technology is just really hitting every single vertical, every single you know segment of buyers and, and sellers. It's, it's crazy. Well, what can, I guess, for whether it's a sales rep or like a sales yeah. team, an organization, what can they do to really 
I guess, yeah. uh, prepare or pivot for this? Yeah. Yeah. So the steps? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. So, you know, in conversating with all of these CISOs and of course, many of our clients uh, across the country in varying verticals, we really summarize this down to kind of what we're seeing right now, uh, definitely over the last six months, really being amplified up are, are these four shifts. The first one, is transparency. And this kind of parallels with our empathy, right? So authentic relationships. And, and so as you're com communicating to clients, whether you're doing that just on the phone or through a platform like Engage, it's sharing meaningful resources. It's sharing things to help their business be better and being completely transparent in the relationship, not hard selling, being empathetic, sharing information, really being a resource for them uh, right now. And that's really what people are looking for is, is being a resource. So my, our tip there on that shift is just be a resource to people, be transparent, be empathetic, flip the cards. If someone was calling you, how would you want to be treated during this time? Like you mentioned, who knows what's going on in your household? So the first shift we've seen is this transparency concept. It, it's really, really affecting sales. And, and I, and I personally, and I, I know from previous conversations, you, in a good way, right? Like that's what yeah. sales is. It's relationships. Stop, stop hard selling, stop sham wowing, just, just really get to understand people and they'll navigate you to the right opportunity, whether it's with their organization or another organization, be authentic, be transparent. So that's because with technology that, that that's going to be a key of coming across as, as transparent where you're not going to be able to shake their hand and take them out to dinner. A lot, lot of things there, obviously trust and, and trust building and consensus. The other thing really a lot of groups are going to have to work on and deliver correctly through digital is stakeholder centric relationships. What I mean by that is in a virtual relationship, different than being able to sit maybe at a dinner table or a conference room or an environment where you have multiple stakeholders all at one time. It's very hard to get all these people now together because they're very busy all doing things. So during sales, it's disparate now. And so, you know, like in our platform, we're able to bring everybody into like kind of a deal room environment. We call them workspaces, but then you can communicate to, to the different interests of the people, the buyers and the non-buyers. So the CFO wants this kind of information. The compliance officer wants this kind of information. The internal champion can share stuff with others on the team. You have to rethink how you're going to disseminate your value prop and your business case to the key, to key decision makers. And it has to be in a terminology that they can embrace and understand because you're not going to get many chances. We like to say in that one, what, what are they saying when you're not in the room and, and how do you achieve that? And that, that's a big challenge for a lot of folks. Mm. So stakeholder centric relationships, right? Um, real key. Uh, the third shift we're seeing is and 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 some of some of the listeners I'm sure are aware of this or have been affected by this in the past because just but it's it's really death to the one and done and swinging for home runs here. Um, what we're seeing is a lot of companies obviously during obviously risk adverse right now uh, as we talked a lot of unrest and uncertainty. So so from a sales rep perspective, you got to be thinking long game here. You need to be thinking about how can I build relationship. And this relationship might not transact to opportunity for 12 months to two years. I think earlier in the podcast, I was saying about thinking about 2022. Like, yeah. How do you start thinking about how to develop and maintain long-term relationships right now? That's really the game. And stop worrying about swinging for the fence and signing a $250,000 million contract today. Try to identify their bleeding point right now. And maybe that's 20 grand, 10 grand, five grand, or guess what? Maybe it's free just because you know the answers already and your corporation can do that and you have resources to make that happen. Help a brother out. Like I always say, like help a brother out, like call them, help them out. That goes back to the empathetic, give them some ideas, 
help them out, right? Help a sister out. Does not matter? Help them out. And that will transform the relationship moving forward. But then again, what that brings into the challenges is maintaining a long sales cycle, right? In a relationship, yeah. right? So you got to have an environment to do that because that's going to be challenging. And then the other thing that we're seeing, which shouldn't be a shocker with, I'm assuming Chandler, we didn't talk about this, but I'm assuming you use Netflix, right? I, I don't think there's yeah. a single US person who doesn't, but the last shift is on demand, right? And I don't think anybody has to know that the, the, this environment now has completely switched everybody to, to on demand, right? So we can't think sales is any different because- It can't be like Blockbuster. <laughs> can't be, but, you know, it can't be like Blockbuster, you know, they should have learned. And, and also a lot of it was just, you know, a lot of people have unique working environments now, right? They're at home with their kids, they're homeschooling, their their husband, wives are working at home, right? So they're consuming a lot more information on demand when they can. And so you got to provide an environment for them to be able to consume that information on their schedule on their own time, you know, and our data, I mean, this this isn't just hypothesis, this is, this is supported substantially by statistics and analytics in our platform as far as consumption rates, you know, we're central time. So I look a lot of it in the central time zone, five to eight central time, five to eight at night. And of course, normalize that for your time zone. And then weekends and Sundays at night. I mean, the people are consuming sales information and relationship information completely on demand. And again, that shouldn't be a shocker to a lot of folks, um, but it, it, it is to a lot of folks, right? And, and when you kind of connect the dots, when you're like looking at your phone and right, looking at your Netflix tonight and, and doing all that, why wouldn't you consume sales and relationship information in that way? So I, I like your listeners to think about it from that perspective, how they're doing their sales. Remember just calling in the middle of the day, thinking that's relationship development is, is, is not gonna get you there. How do you use video? How do you share resources and provide that in a way that that person on the other end can consume that on their own schedule when their kids are in bed or they're not even up yet, as we all know, right? And you got that <laughs> precious 30 minutes of time, right? I mean, that's really the world we're living in. And it's only been amplified when half of the workforce isn't even going into the office. So those are the, 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 the four big shifts we're seeing. Transparency, stakeholder relationships, remember being targeted to what you're saying to folks death to the one and done. I always like to say, I know it's, it's a good sales podcast. So, you know, this is li lifetime value, care about the LTV and your customer acquisition costs. Don't destroy it. It might be a little high because you're bringing them in at a low price or for free or whatever it is. But remember the LTV is where it matters, right? In the long run. And, and so that's, that's real key on shift three. And then of course, shift number four is just really the on demand. And it's just, it's a no brainer, but it's, it's been amplified obviously with everything that's been going on. Yeah, because it's not just us in sales that are having to pivot, they're pivoting also, you know, so, yep. so they need it yep. more on demand than they've ever needed, you know, it's Exactly. And this really applies as a sales leader. And as a sales rep, this is really on both sides of your equation. We're seeing this substantially in MBD. And we're seeing this substantially, obviously, in current accounts. So your current clients, activating your account plans and growing them and maintaining relationship, right? So it's really both sides. Some sales leaders kind of own both numbers. Many don't just depending on the firm, but it really is both sides of that equation. And for the, the listeners that are too young to remember the sham wow, he referred to that earlier. <laughs> I'll put some, some kind of link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, I, I use, I do a lot of those kind of terms. Yeah, I, and I've, me and you, I, I think we have a few years under our belt here. You know, I, I even say like Rolodex and things yeah. like that. I hope some of your listeners know about that. I mean, it, it's, a, it's amazing uh, what some folks, uh, I, I did a same bad time, same bad channel the other day to a group, which <laughs> 
was the old Batman TV show, and it, it went to a dead crowd. Like no one knew what I was what I was saying. So, well, most but, people won't even know what, if you even <laughs> refer to a payphone. You know, it's <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, well, man, it's been great. Um, yeah. You know, being able to talk to you. So, um, just to close out, uh, also just ask a couple of different questions too, yeah. just for the listeners. Is there any type of piece of technology, you know, beside your product? Yeah. that you just feel like, okay, this really is something I'd love to recommend. Yeah. And, and really, I'm, so we, do, our platform delivers a lot of video and, but I'm really just coaching people up here. If you have the ability to leverage video in some sort of way, shape or manner um, during this period of time, it, it really resonate with, with folks again, with being on demand and, and those types of things really, really resonate. Um, you know, we, we use uh, obviously a really strong CRM and, and support tracking all of this. Cause again, this is, this is long-term play and you're really going to have to have your, you know, your ducks in a row. And then of course our product engaged for actually doing the relationship management. But uh, yeah, those, I, I, I encourage if you're trying to start small and you're, you're a little shop and you're just trying to figure out how can I get incrementally a little bit better uh, on doing something, you know, like a drift video or, or, or any of the kind of simple video products that allow you to engage with customers or prospects. That way is a great starting point. Then when you're starting to look at more complex B2B sales relationship development, that that's where obviously a platform like ours comes to play. Yeah, and you guys integrate with the CRMs. Yeah, and- we integrate with all the key sales, you know, all the key CRMs. That's a big value point of us is providing really the buyer experience is what our platform does. We call it buyer enablement instead of sales enablement because so much of our platform is the buyers actually doing things and collaborating and doing things within the platform. Well, Joey, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Sure, yeah. The best way is they can go out to our website, www.proteus.co. And from there, we got tons of white papers, insights, webinars, things about how we really see what we call the the shift buyer enablement 2.0, which is basically sales enablement 2.0. Everything is shifting to the buyer's experience. And we've done a lot of research on that and have world-class companies proving it out every single day that the buyer now controls the sales process and the sales rep is now a consultant to help navigate value to them. And not only uh, that, but it's, it's how many people are now involved, right? The average sale now has five people on the selling team and anywhere from really 15 to to 25 people on the buying side. And so, so many stakeholders, how do you bring them all together? You got to have an environment to do that. And, and that's really where we knocked out of the park. So we have resources and free tools and tips uh, for your listeners on how to knock that out of the park. And of course, if they're interested, love to have them talk to a member of our team. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much. Awesome. Appreciate it, Chandler. All right.